0: quick podcast we are still on the abstract book series and i'm still on *Bone crime trevano today i'm gonna speak or touch base on a chapter called outsider and it goes something like this after finishing primary school at h a h- check I started grade 8 at Sun High School. Even after apartheid, party, most black people still lived in the townships and the areas formerly designated as homelands, where the only available government schools were the broken remnants of the Batu system. Wealthy white kids along with a few black people, and colored people and in Indians who had money or could get scholarships were holed up in private schools. Which were super, super expensive, but virtually guaranteed entry into university. game was that we call a Model C, which meant it was a mix of government and private, similar to charter schools in America. The place was huge—a thousand kids in sprawling grounds with tennis courts, sports fields, and swimming pools. Being a Model C school another government school. Sandragham drew kids from all over, making it a near perfect microcosm of post apartheid South Africa as a whole, a perfect example of what South Africans. South Africa has the potential to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had rich white kids, a bunch of middle class white kids and some working class white kids. We had black kids who were newly rich, black kids who were middle class and black kids from the townships. We had colored kids and Indian kids and even a handful of Chinese kids. The peoples were as integrated as they could be given that apartheid had just ended. Race was broken up into blocks. Sandrigam was more like a spectrum. South African schools don't have cafeterias. As Sandrigam would buy our lunch at what you call a tag shop, a little canteen and then have free reign to go wherever we wanted on school grounds to eat. At break, as the only mixed kid out of a thousand, I faced the same predicament I had on the playground at H.A. Jack, where I was supposed to go. Where was I supposed to go? Even with so many different groups to choose from, I wasn't a natural constituent of any particular one. I obviously wasn't Indian or Chinese. The colored kids would shit on me all the time for being too black, so I wasn't welcome there. As always, I was adept enough with white kids. Not to get bullied by them, but the white kids were always going shopping, going to movies and trips. Things that required money. We didn't have any money so i was out of the mix there the group i felt the most affinity for was the poor black kids i hung out with them and got along with them most of them took minibuses to school from way out in the townships from soweto tempisa from alexandra they rode to school as friends and went home as friends they had their own groups weekends In school holidays, they were hanging out with one another, and I couldn't visit. So it was a 40-minute drive from my house. We didn't have money for petrol. After school, I was on my way. Weekends, I was on my own. Ever the outsider. I created my own strange little world. I did it out of necessity. I needed a way to fit in. I also needed money, a way to buy the same snacks and do the things that the other kids were doing. Which is how I became the tech shop guy. Thanks to my long walk to school, I was late every single day. I'd have to stop off in the prefect's office to write my name down for detention. I was the patron saint of detention. Already late, I'd run to join my morning classes, math, English, biology, whatever. The last period before break was assembly. The people would come together in the assembly hall. Each carried it row by row. And the teachers and the prefects would get up on stage and go over the business of what was happening in the school. Announcement, awards, that sort of thing. The names of the kids with detention were announced at every assembly, and I was always one of them. Always. Every single day, there was a running joke. The prefect would say, Detentions for today. And I would stand up automatically It was like Oscars And I was merely strip Meral strip There was one time I stood up And then the prefect named the five people And I wasn't one of them Everyone burst out laughing Somebody yelled out Where's Trevor? The prefect looked at the people and shook his head "Nope." The entire hall erupted With cheers and applause Yay! Then immediately after assembly There would be a race to the tax shop because the queue to buy food was long every minute spent in the queue was working against your break time the sooner you got your food the longer you had to eat play a game of soccer or hang out also if you got there late the best food was gone two things were true about me at that age one i was still the fastest kid in school and two i had no pride the second we were dismissed from our assembly I would run like a bear out of hell to the tuck shop so I could be the first one there. I was always first in line. I became notorious for being that guy. So many people started coming up to me in line. Hey man, can you buy this for me? Which would piss off the other kids behind me because it was basically cutting the line. So people started approaching me during assembly. They'd say, hey, I've got 10 run. If you buy my food for me, I'll give you two. That's when I learned, time is money. I realized people would pay me to buy their food because I was willing to run for it. I started telling everyone at assembly, place your orders, give me a list of what you want, give me a percentage of what you're going to spend and I'll buy your food for you. I was an overnight success. Fat guys were my number one customers. They loved food but couldn't run. I had all the rich, fat white kids who were like... I like this this is fantastic my parents spoiled me I've got money and now you've got a way I can get food without having to work for it and I still get my break I had so many customers I was turning kids away I had a rule I would take five orders a day high bidders only and make so much that I could buy my lunch using other kids money and keep the lunch money my mom gave me as, perfect, as pocket cash Then I could afford to catch a bus home instead of walking or save up to buy whatever. Every day I'd take orders. Assembly would end and I'd make my mat dang. Buy everyone's hot dogs and cooks and muffins. If you paid me extra, you could even tell me where you'd be and I'd deliver it to you. I'd found my niche. Since I belonged to no group, I learned to move seamlessly between groups. I have floated. I was a chameleon. Steal the cultural comedian I learned how to blend I could play sports with the jocks I could talk computers with the nuts I could jump in the circle and dance With the township kids I popped around every working, chatting, telling jokes And making deliveries I was like a weed dealer But of food The weed guys always welcome at the party He's not a part of the circle But he's invented into the circle temporarily Because of what he can offer that's who I was. Always an outsider. As the outsider, you can retreat into, shall be anonymous, be invisible, or you can go the other way. You protect yourself by opening up. You don't ask to be accepted for anything you are. Just the one part of yourself you're willing to share. For me, it was human. I learned that even though I didn't belong to one group. I could be part of any group that was laughing. I'd drop in, pass out snacks, tell a few jokes and perform for them. I'd catch a bit of their conversation, learn more about their group, and then leave. I never overstayed my welcome. I wasn't popular, but I wasn't an outcast. I was everywhere, with everybody, and at the same time, I was warm. The end. And so Trevor finds his niche, the tag shop. His ability to run his fast pace gives him the upper hand to say, Hey Trevor, can you buy for me and I'll pay you? You know, so Trevor becomes Uber, his cool Uber. He buys food and delivers to people. And in between the conversations, he he shares a few jokes while going his way and his ability to run fast made it easier for him to blend into that society because he could be part of the different groups. His ability to, to use humor, his jokes made it easy for him to blend in the different groups. And so he says he never belonged to any particular group. But he understood the dynamics and the demeanor of each and every group. So he would pop up and deliver snacks, drop a few jokes, move to the next group. Move from that group to the white group. The white to the black, to the Indian, to the Chinese and the variety. And so that gave him some sort of comfort to say... As much as I don't belong to any of the groups, I can still blend in. I can deliver my stuff, share a few jokes, and be on my way. So he had found his niche, as he said. He was Uber. Back before Uber thoughts of Uber. So he was a delivery guy. He was a courier guy. He was couriering food. And this is one way he used to be part of the different groups that existed in the school i do hope you found this topic this chapter to be to be enticing because i did and let us meet for another episode till the next time this is your boy signing out ciao